Welcome back. It shows Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and S podcast. Segment two. All right, so we're going to move on to college basketball. Um, it starts next week. It starts next Tuesday. So that uh, a, a whole new batch of games will be starting up uh, um, next Tuesday. So we're going to get into that, get into the local matches of that. Um, if we have a little bit more time, we'll get into the national, um, the big games nationally, which obviously the State Farm Classic is probably the biggest, you know, game that's out. Yeah, um, the biggest, the probably the biggest game of the week. Um, but there's a pair of those games. So basically it's going to be on ESPN. So you have Kansas and Duke, and then you have Kentucky and Michigan State. Uh, both both of those games will be aired on ESPN, so that will be on Tuesday night to, to kick off the college basketball season. But we're just going to mainly focus on the local games, and if we have a little bit more time, I will get into that as well. But and then a side note, we have the um, I've been mentioning in the previous podcast. Um, I have the college basketball top ten list. Um, for the New England region, I'll be posting that sometime next week. So look out for that. If you haven't visited the site, it's uh, rimsandnets.com, R-I-M-S-N-E-T-S.com. So go visit. Um, check that you know top 10 list out. A few of these matches will pretty much have those teams on there. So, so check it out. Should be posted up there sometime next week, so look out for it. All right, so we're gonna start first matchup, which will be on November fifth, which is on Tuesday. Um, Providence is gonna be facing off against Sacred Heart. Uh, it's gonna be at seven o'clock. Um, I think Providence obviously has a huge edge in this one. Sacred Heart plays in the Northeastern Conference. Providence plays in the Big East. Um, Sacred Heart is led by um, EJ Anuski. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but EJ Anuski. Um, he averages about close to 15 a game, eight rebounds a game. He's a he's a guard slash forward, so he plays bigger than his you know than his size, able to get those rebounds. He's about he's about close to six four, six five. And then you also have um, Corum Ozier. He also is going to be a key um, part of Sacred Heart's, you know, attack. 14 points a game for him, 4.7 rebounds per game. So, I mean, Sacred Heart's going to lean on, lean on those two guys to, to step up for them. As for Providence, Providence has got a pretty deep team. Um, if, if you was able to catch previous podcasts up I had the the top 10 list for uh, the New England region for college basketball I mentioned that Providence was going to be one of those top teams potentially being you know flirting in the top 25 potentially going to be a team that you can look out for to to to, to possibly make the NCAA tournament um they were able to pick up uh, some key pieces. Um, obviously, Ed Cooley could have possibly left the team and could have etched, could have 
end up being uh being the replacement for uh the, the the current coach for the Cleveland Cavaliers right now, John Beeline. He could have been the coach for Michigan. But Ed Cooley decided to stay at Providence and I think it really benefited Providence big time because I think Providence is gonna be a huge year this year. They possibly could be a team that could win twenty wins and definitely be a big player in the Big East Conference this year and possibly could win it all in the Big East Conference. Um, so, I mean, they their their backcourt is explosive. Um, they're led by, um, they're led by um, Alpha Diallo, which, you know, he had a huge year last year. They were able to pick up um, transfer Luan Pimpkins from UMass. So that, like I said, that's going to make their backcourt that much more stronger than it was last year. Um, they also have, um, they're also going to be debuting a four-star prospect, uh, freshman sensation Greg Rant. He's kind of a six-eight, you know, swingman. So he's he's going to make his debut along with all that other talent that they have. They have. Um, they got some good size as well. But they're gonna probably lean more on their backcourt. The backcourt is probably their their um probably the strength of their team overall. So my prediction, I'd probably say Providence wins by double digits. They might even blow them out because that guard play for Providence is just gonna be too much for Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart just won't be um, ready for that athleticism that Providence will bring in that backcourt and the quickness and that speed advantage that Providence will have. Providence should definitely win by a good amount. Um, the next game, which obviously, which is going to be a lot of games on, on Tuesday. Um, if you want to catch some of these games, I believe a lot of these games will probably be on ESPN Plus, which obviously that's an online uh, uh Online subscription, you got to get an online subscription to ESPN, which is about, um, it's about a few dollars. It's not a lot of money to get the subscription. Um, you can stream it. It's basically, you can stream it on any, like, you know, streaming service. You know, if you have ESPN, you can stream that app, the ESPN app on, you know, maybe if you have a Roku or any other like streaming service whether you have a game console you could stream it on there and you could you know obviously if you don't want to you know put it on a computer screen or your lap laptop screen you can probably you know put it on a tv screen if you have one of those um one of those you know game consoles or rukus or either amazon fire sticks be able to stream all that um that that app which you know, ESPN Plus will be on that ESPN app. So it's pretty fairly easy to be able to catch some of these games if you're interested in watching them. Um, so I think Providence Sacred Heart will be on ESPN Plus. And I think UMass Lowell and UMass, which is the next game we're going to cover, is going to be on there as well. Um, UMass will be home at this game. Um, as far as UMass Lowell, um, they will be led by guard Christian Latet. Um, he averaged about 18.7 a game, 7.6 a game, rebounds. 
So plays bigger than his size, a, a really electric scorer, a, a knockdown shooter. But obviously UMass Lowell doesn't get a lot of attention, so I wasn't able to get a lot of footage on him. But he's a pretty, like far as I know, he's a very good three-point shooter. Um, they also rely on guard Abadal Noel. So their backcourt is pretty steady with those two guys. They got a lot of experience with those two guys. Letet is also a senior coming into the season. As for UMass, they got a very young team. They lost, obviously, we just mentioned Lawan Pimpkins to Providence. He transferred to Providence uh, this summer. So they lost him. He was their top scorer last year. They also lost uh, Laurent, which he transferred to Oklahoma State, which he's like kind of like a, a guard slash forward that's, you know, more of an athletic guy that does, you know, does a lot of different things for them defensively and offensively for UMass last year. So they lose both of those guys pretty much would have been their backbone for this team. Now they have to kind of replace on, um, they kind of have to rely on guys that are, that are somewhat experienced, but they're not experienced at, you know, being lead guys on, on the offensive end. Probably they're, top scorer to come back from last year's team is guard Carl Pierre, which he wasn't really leaned on that much of being a scorer because obviously Pimpkins was pretty much the catalyst for them last year. So he's probably going to have to be a guy they're going to have to lean on for offense. They also have some newcomers and, you know, freshman Trey Mitchell, which he played for Woodstock Academy last year. He's a, I believe he's a four-star recruit. He was on ESPN uh, top, you know, ESPN 150. So he was a decent player coming out of high school. Um, it's kind of tough for them to rely on a freshman that early on. I don't think he's like a, I don't think he's a guy that's that high echelon to be relied on like that. Playing in a pretty, you know, pretty good conference in Atlantic 10. So... We'll have to see how UMass can handle all that youth. But they also were able to get um, a transfer as well. They were able to get a, a nice, strong, big guy, the Jerry Baptiste. So he's going to be a guy that they're going to have to really lean on in the front court. I think he might he might end up being their best player as as you as really he's probably their most experienced player as he's a senior. So. I believe he might be a grad transfer, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's a grad transfer. So they're going to have to lean on him for experience because this is a very young squad. And if I had to make a prediction for this matchup, I'd probably have to say UMass would squeak by in a close game. But it will be a close game. I think UMass Lowell will really, you know, definitely make it tough on them. Even though we all you know UMass is more of the more athletic team, I think UMass Lowell will make shots and make it tough for them to really, you know, make it an easy game for them. All right, the next game is pretty much the battle of Rhode Island. Um, these schools I'm pretty much very familiar with. Uh, my job, I um, I'm, I mean, I drive for a living with my job, so I 
I'm pretty much in this area pretty much every week. Um, and I were able to see both of these schools. Um, so you got Brown versus Bryant. Brown is in Providence, Rhode Island. Bryant is in Smithfield, Rhode Island. The game will be at Bryant. So it's obviously a game at 7 o'clock. It's on Tuesday. Um, Brown is going to be a team that has a chance to, you know, to be, a, you know, someone that's going to be flirting with, you know, possibly winning the Ivy League. I don't think they'll, I don't think they're good enough to win the Ivy League. I think that's Harvard's lead to win, but they're going to be right there, up there. And, the, you know, the, you know, the high, probably like one of the top teams behind, you know, Yale and Harvard. I think Brown is right there with those teams. Um, they did lose some talent. They lost Cambridge to the transfer porter, which was one of their best players. But they did they do they did bring back Tabanji uh, Cho, which is a guy that led them in rebounding last year, and he was also probably their their second leading scorer. So you know they get him, he'll pretty much be the leader for the Brown Bears, kind of an undersized power forward for them. And then they have um, they have to go against you know you know guard Adam Grant, which he'll lead the, um, the Bryant Bulldogs. Which Adam Grant was a pretty good, um, a pretty high caliber guy coming out of high school. He's starting to really come into his own as a scorer for for Bryant. Um, but if I had to make a prediction, I think Brown should win this game. It'll be a somewhat of a you know, low-scoring game in the 60s. Brown should win it. I think they have too much um, talent. Even with show, they have a few guards that know how to score. Um, so I think I think uh, Brown should definitely win that game in the 60s. Next game, Battle Boston. You know, besides BC, you know, Boston College, these two, you know, these two, you know, schools in Boston are definitely well known in Boston as one of the top schools in Boston. So they're going to battle against each other. Uh, BU versus North, North, Northeastern. The game will be in Northeastern. Obviously, we know what the success of the Northeastern Huskies had last year. They made it to the NCAA tournament. Um, They've had one guy that they lost out in, in transfer Porter, um, Grisham. He's he's going to uh, going to play for the University of Georgia, but other than that, they pretty much brought mostly everybody back from last year's team. Um, they got they have a very strong backcourt led by Jordan Rowland and Brolin Brace. Those guys, excuse me, those guys will definitely will be their um. Pretty much the strength of their team will be led by their backcourt. They also got a, a pretty good freshman that I think might surprise some people this year, uh, Tyson Walker. Uh, he played for Christ the King in New York, so he definitely will definitely help that backcourt out to have some um, – have ha, pretty much gives them something that they don't have, a, a, a triple, penetra- triple penetrator that can really get himself into the lane and caught, you know, get able to collapse a defense to open up things for guys like Roland and embrace the knockdown um, threes. 
if if he's able to get a um able to get a role on this on this team a a, a, a role where he can be um a huge part of the team he'll definitely be able to really help Northeastern be much more of a better offensive team and then they also have Thomas Murphy which he'll be playing a lot of center slash power forward for this team and he should lead their front court he's a junior um pretty good rebounder can score inside and out um Thomas Murphy has a huge year along with Roland Embrace. The Northeastern should be, you know, a team that could, you know, you know, win the CAA and possibly get back to the tournament like last year. Um, as far as BU, they're a team that might struggle this year. They play in the American East, but we all know that American East probably is going to end up, end up belonging to Vermont, which obviously that'll be the next game we're going to get into. But uh, BU is going to rely on, you know, Ford, Max Mahoney, um, and also Javante McCoy. Um, but even with those guys, I just think Northeastern just is much more better team overall. I think they should win the game in double digits because Northeastern just has a lot of talent there and Northeastern is a pretty deep team as well. Uh, Billy Cronin should definitely have those guys, you know, flying high for this one. Obviously it's a local rivalry game, so it should be a fun matchup to watch. We'll see what happens with that. And then we have the last two games. We got Vermont against St. Bonaventure that also will be on Tuesday. Um, Vermont, I, I've definitely are high on. I'm definitely high on Vermont this year. Um, they bring back their dynamic scorer, Anthony Lamb, that can go inside and out. Um, more of an undersized power forward at 6'6", 227. Very good strength, can push guys, you know, push guys out to the three-point line and also can and bully guys inside with his post game. And they also have a bunch of other guys that can definitely hurt you. They're a very deep team, Vermont. And I just think Vermont should win that game pretty easily against Bonaventure. They should win it big. I don't think Bonaventure really has a lot of talent. They had a tough year last year. So I expect Vermont to win big in that game. And then obviously the last game is BC versus Wake. That game will be on Wednesday at 6 o'clock on ESPNU. Um, how is BC going to survive without Kai Bowman? Which obviously Kai, we all know Kai Bowman moved on to the NBA or moved on to be a professional basketball player. Um, they're going to have to rely heavily on Nick Popovich. You know, the 6'9" you know, forward um, that can score inside and out, stretch big. They also have the Hamilton brothers that can do a lot of different things for you defensively as well as offensively. Winston Tabs is a two-way player they can fall. They can definitely rely on with his experience. And then obviously they have newcomers as well. But I really think that's going to be the guys they lean on the most. 
Um, Wake is led by um, guard Brandon Childrish. But I don't think Wake Forest has enough. I think Wake Forest is a little bit, um, their offense is a little bit um, shorthanded. They did lose uh, Jalen Horde to the NBA. So they're going to have to figure out how they're going to score, you know, a lot of points. If they're going to be able to have the ability to score well enough to beat, you know, top teams in their, you know, in the ACC. But BC, we all know, BC is not obviously a top team in the ACC. But overall, it'll be a close game if I had to predict between these two teams. But I think BC might end up winning. That close, low score. It's going to be a low scoring affair. Both teams are going to have a tough time scoring. And I just think BC will end up winning that game in a close one. And I'm checking to see if maybe I can talk a little bit about this Kansas and Duke and this uh, Mission State, Kentucky game. I would say. Duke is have Duke obviously has a lot of talent with uh maybe just give me a second I'm just gonna look up a few notes on that I would say if you look at Duke's roster um they were able to pick up a few um one-and-done type of players. We'll be searching this thing right now, looking up their roster right now. Bear with me. Look at Duke's roster. You got Vernon Carey Jr. This guy's a stud, 6'10", 275 pounds. I mean, when 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 have you seen freshmen come out and literally have an NBA ready body like this kid has? I mean, this is ridiculous how big this kid is. 6'10", 270 pounds. Wow. And they, have, they bring back Trey Jones, Alex O'Connell. So, I mean, they're still fairly young. They're going to have to really rely on Vernon Carey Jr. to really be. There's somewhat Zion Williamson of this team. But Trey Jones is definitely going to be a guy that they lean on as well. And then, obviously, you have you have Kansas as well. I mean, you all know Kansas. They lost a few guys, but obviously, this is the type of program that just reloads every year. And they do have a Duca. They do. They have, still have great size. They have a Duca Azub, Azube. That's seven foot two seventy. Um, Mitch Lightfoot, he was a he was a good uh, player on their team last year. But overall, it's a it's a it's a completely different team overall. So I don't know. I would say I would probably give Duke the advantage on that one. And obviously for Michigan State, Kentucky. You obviously for Michigan State, you got Clashes, Cassius Clay, that's gonna be one of the better point guards in the country this year. 
trying to look at their roster right now. Just bear with me. We also have Joshua Langford. So their guard, their guard play is definitely one of the best in the country. They're both seniors, by the way. You have Jack Hoiberg. I think that's Fred Hoiberg's son. But they, they got they got talent. They're, they're, they're experienced. They have the best backcourt in the country. And then obviously you have Kentucky, which obviously they're pretty much, re, you know, they're bringing back uh, another young team that has to replace a lot of NBA talent. So as I look up their roster... Leah Whitney, which is, he's pretty good. He's from Chicago. Tyrese Maxey, he's really good. So yeah, those, those two guys are pretty much going to be the leaders of that team. But a very young team, man. They have to grow up real fast. So, yeah, a lot of young, a lot of youth for both of those teams. I think Michigan State has the most experience at all. Four of those teams, I think Michigan State should beat Kentucky in in that you know second game, and I think Duke will win the first one against Kansas. So that's a little bit of, of a you know national spotlight, but I mainly wanted to focus mostly on the local you know local matchups. I mean, I will have a portion of that every week. We'll get into that, and also we'll have a portion of high school basketball as well which that's not starting up until later on in the month. Um, but if anyone's interested, you know, I did find a little information on the um, the Hoop Hall Classic that's in Springfield every year. That's going to be on uh, January 16th to the 20th. And that's going to have a lot of uh, top schools that I will be covering throughout the year. Um, you have Putnam, Putnam. Vocational Tech, they're going to be playing. Um, you got a lot of top schools, Sierra Cannon, Brewster Academy. Um, just a ton of ton of um, traditional powers in high school that will be playing in that, you know, playing that weekend. And then obviously you have a combination of local teams as well. So it's going to be fun to watch. I'll, once that, you know, once that's close to... Close to that time, I will pretty much probably dedicate a whole sh- a dedicate a whole podcast on that on that tournament because it's going to be a lot of big time matchups and I'm going to really preview all those matchups. So that'll be all the way in January. So that's just you know if anyone's interested in you know you know getting tickets or stuff like that, I'm giving you a little heads up. That's uh, it'll be in January 16th. That's going to be a a fun weekend. And not only you could watch all those games, you could probably visit the, you know, the basketball Hall of Fame, which pretty much is all in the same area. So that's gonna be fun. 
I mean, I might want to just try to see if I can plan a day trip there to try to see if I can watch all those games and really kind of give you some, you know, inside, you know, coverage for that. So I'm I'm trying to plan ahead for that as well to see if I can get some tickets to really to show up and, you know, do some reporting on that. But it's, it's, it's goals. But like I said, it, you know, the the content will only get better, if, you know, just if I just get support every week, you know, get, a, you know, get more support, get more uh, downloads and views and likes on, you know, any social media platforms that I, I have the uh, Rims and Nets logo on. So all that support helps to get better content, to get, you know, interviews and stuff like that, to put myself in a position to improve the content more further and but I'm, I'm gonna try to uh, definitely make an effort to to try to get around and try to meet uh other people that are are that are covering pretty much covering what i'm covering or you know uh collaborating with uh like-minded people or like or or people that are pretty much you know, doing the same thing that I'm doing. So I'm going to try to get around and do that. And it definitely is definitely going to, I'm definitely going to try my best to do what I can to improve the content every week. Obviously, I'm going to try to get more guests, stuff like that. Maybe do giveaways, like anything to really get, you know, this platform to be a top level platform to find all your basketball news, you know, locally, all your local basketball news locally. I want to be like the top of uh, top level, top rated and all that. And pretty much, you know, I just want to step up my game and all. And, and the only way I do it is if I get that support, you know, just trying to, Trying to get, you know, everything, um, everything to the best, the best ability that I can possibly do, you know, but I can't do it. I can't do it by myself, though. You know, I got to have more support in order to get, you know, all those accomplishments and all those goals uh, to be able to to accomplish all those, um, all those potential um potential um what's the word i'm thinking i'm kind of freezing right now because it's been almost an hour since i've been doing this podcast well over an hour now the first segment was like over 30 minutes and now this is hitting 30 minutes so i'm kind of freezing up but running out of words right now but well that note will wrap it up Listen to the Rims and Nets podcast. It's your host, Rob Morris. I'm out. Peace.